0: Welcome to this month's BP Leadership Lesson. Our guest speaker, Pastor A.T. Stewart, will be talking about overcoming the giants in your life. Let's see what he has to say. Communication is so important. I have learned in my 72 years, 40 plus years in ministry, how important it is to communicate correctly and how easy it is to miscommunicate. Let me tell you something that happened to me when I was in seminary. I was pastoring a country church in Beulahville, Kentucky. Now, this community was so small; did not even have a stoplight. Only had a caution light, and there was a crossroads. There was the Baptist church, and then there was the Methodist church on the other side of the street. The Baptists would meet on. Sunday school every week, but church would only be on the first and third Sunday. The Methodist church had church on the second and fourth Sunday. Nobody had it on the fifth Sunday. So I was at that church, and I had found out that I had a hole in my retina. I had what's called juvenile lattice, and my brother had had it, and his doctor said you need to, if you have any siblings, it's hereditary. So I was going to have to have surgery. So I wanted to explain to the people what was going on and that I would not be able to be there that week I was assigned to preach. So I began to tell them, and I said, you know, I went to the doctor and found out I had a hole in my retina. And the doctor said he needed to patch it up. And I said, well, what would happen if we don't? He said, you might go blind. He said, what we'll do is go in there with a laser, and we will patch it up. And he said, it will probably swell up for a few days, and then you'll have to wear a patch for about a week. And I noticed as I was telling the people this, that they kind of didn't respond like, you know, when you're used to public speaking, you can read a crowd. And they almost looked like they were embarrassed for some reason as I was talking. And, but I was in the middle of the message, so I couldn't really process it. You know, Actually, you don't realize this unless you do public speaking, but we have a conversation going on in our mind at the same time that, that we're pre- uh, preaching or speaking. And so I just had to put that a conversation aside and go ahead and finish. And as we were driving, driving home, I said to my wife, you know, I, the people just, it was, it was eerie the way they responded when I was telling my story about my retina. She said, well, you know, I think they thought you said rectum. So I started thinking back over what it would have sounded like to them. I went to my doctor, and he found out I had a hole in my rectum. He said, we need to patch it up. I said, well, what would happen if we didn't? And he said, well, you might go blind. But he said, we're going there, and we will patch it up. And it will probably swell for a few days. And then you'll probably have to wear a patch for a week. So I realized then why they responded and the importance of communication. Well, this morning or this afternoon, we're going to talk about leaders run toward the giants in their life, not away from them. Now, all of us face giants in our life. It might be that relationship that just has gone south and you cannot figure out how to fix it. Maybe they won't even talk to you. It might be a unreasonable boss. You may even be that boss here today. It may be that you have something at work that is just insurmountable. You're just overwhelmed by it. Whatever you're facing that is overwhelming you, that is making you feel like you just cannot keep going, there's no way to solve the problem, there's no way to deal with it, it's just getting you down, is the giant that you're facing in your life. Now, if you're not facing one right now, you will be facing one because life is filled with giants. Now, we're going to look at a man named Caleb. Now, you may not be familiar with him, but Caleb faced some giants in his life, and I want you to see how he dealt with those giants. Now, here's the main truth that I want you to get today. A leader runs toward the giants because he knows God, the giant slayer. We run toward the giants because we know God, and God is the giant slayer. Now, Israel had been in Egypt for around 400 plus years, and they had been put into slavery, ungodly slavery. They were treated very cruelly by the Pharaoh, and so God sent Moses to lead them out, and that's a whole interesting story in itself in the book of Exodus, and they ended up being led out, God promised them that He would give them a land, and that 's part of the problem that 's going over right now in the Middle East. God gave it to the Jews, but again, Ishmael, uh, who was abraham 's other son, the Arabs feel like they have the promised land, but God promised it to Israel, so they came on the border of the promised land and and it was filled with Canaanites and others, and they were going to have to go in and conquer the land. So Joshua sent 12 spies to spy out the land before they went in. Caleb was one of those 12 spies. The spies came back and they gave their report. 10 of the spies said, yes, it's flowing with milk and honey, but there's a big problem. There are giants in this land. They are huge." We are like nothing but grasshoppers in their sight. And so the people's hearts, as the scripture said, melted with fear. Well, then Caleb gets up, and that's where we pick up our passage in Numbers 13, beginning in verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. But the men who'd gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against this people, for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land, though which... Through which we had gone out, is spying it out as a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, are part of the Nephilim. Those are the giants. Goliath was a descendant of those guys. And we became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Now, Caleb. Saw the same thing they saw. Because you do not fear the giants doesn't mean you don't recognize the physical reality. We're not saying, look, just don't ignore the problem. Pretend it's not even there. No. When you come to a problem, you got to look at it and you got to size it up from the physical perspective. You got to analyze it, see what it is. That's okay to do that, but you got to go further than that. You have got to go past the problem to the one who is the giant slayer, and that is God. And that's what Caleb does. Caleb saw the same thing that the other ten spies saw, but he saw more than what they saw. He saw God and his greatness. When we are facing a major issue, A giant, we have got to look past the problem to what our God is able to do. A leader realizes that the physical reality is not all that there is. There is a spiritual dimension to every situation we face. And we have got to take that spiritual situation into account. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against spiritual forces and powers and principalities and world forces of this darkness. And so we have got to realize there's more to the situation than what it simply appears. We've got to look beyond and look to God as the one who is the giant slayer. You see, God's people have always suffered from spiritual nearsightedness. We only look at what's right in front of us. We don't look further. The giant in the Bible that everybody knows is Goliath, right? Well, let me tell you about that story. David, would, who was probably in his early teens, too early, too young to go to war, was looking after the sheep. And his dad says, I want you to go check on your brothers there in Saul's army, and they're fighting. So go, go check on them, take them some cheese and stuff. So David goes, and when he gets to where his brothers are, he finds out that they and the rest of the armies of Israel are cowered down, afraid of this giant that the Philistines have called Goliath. Goliath comes out every morning, and he taunts the uh, armies of Israel. He says, your God's not any good. He cannot help you. I can defeat any one of you. Bring your best warrior out here. Let me fight him. And whoever wins, we will be the victor of the whole situation. And the men of Israel, seasoned warriors, were looking only at the giant. And they were cowered down in fear, immobilized. When you only look at the problem, when it overwhelms you, it will immobilize you. You've got to look beyond. And David, this young boy, says, God, God's not going to let him continue to taunt the armies of Israel. God will take care of this situation. David was looking at God, the giant slayer, and his brothers got mad at him and they said, You be quiet. You just don't know what you're talking about. And it ends up that David says, I will go out and fight this giant. And David goes out and he comes against Goliath. Goliath has a sword, he has a spear, David has a slingshot. And when the Goliath sees David, he starts laughing. He says, "Who am I that you let this dog come out to me? He said, "I'm going to tear you limb from limb. I'm going to feed you to the birds and the animals." I'm going to destroy you. He was trying to intimidate David. And that's what your giants say to you. You see, the enemy of our soul wants us to cower down in fear and unbelief. But God says, no, look at me. Look past the giant to me. And let's look in 1 Samuel 17. David said to Goliath, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. You see, David had been tending the sheep and a lion had come out and and he'd been able to overcome that lion because he knew God was helping him. A bear came out and he was able to overcome that bear because he knew God was helping him. And he knew this situation was no different, that God was the great giant slayer. And then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. But I come to you. Here, listen. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. David is saying this is not my battle. But the battle is the Lord. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And all that, all that this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into my hands. How could this young boy speak with such confidence? when these seasoned warriors were towering down in fear because he had his eyes on God, the giant slayer, not on Goliath. And whatever situation you're facing today, and it may be overwhelming you, I want you to look beyond that situation and look to God, who is the giant slayer. Put your eyes on him, not on that situation that seems impossible. A leader runs toward. Now, look at what it says in verse 48. Then it happened when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David, that David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine ran quickly. That's why I say leaders run toward the giants, not away from them. Now somebody said, I wonder why David was running so fast. I think he was trying to get ahead of the angels that were there. But he ran toward Goliath. You think Goliath was used to somebody running toward him to fight him? Man, this had to take him by total surprise. This little boy with a slingshot is running toward him. But that's the faith that David had. Because his eyes were on God. He saw past that giant. He saw the greatness of God and he ran in that situation. So a true leader runs toward the giant because they have their eyes on God, the great giant slayer. What great insight from part one of Overcoming the Giants in Your Life Pastor A.T. made a great point about a leader runs towards the giant because they know the giant slayer, God. There is a spiritual dimension to every situation that we face. Join us next time for part two of this lesson. To hear more of these lessons, be sure to check us out at bpleadership.com or the BP Leadership Podcast. This is where real leaders are made.